Hi, I'm David. And I'm Shay. And you're listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, where we talk about board games and board game-related topics. On tonight's show, we will be covering what we've been playing, the news. And for our main topic, we are going to talk about games that have multiple editions. Uh, or basically the editions aspect of it. Yeah, whether those, like, why they do the editions, whether they may, they are really worth it. Like, Good, if everyone's bad. worth it. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about them. We, we, I, th- I think we can delve into this one fairly well. Yeah. Okay, let's start with what you've been playing. And because Shay has been in midterms and other stuff. And homework. And other stuff and homework. <laughs> I will be covering both games today. Yes, uh, I've played both of these games. Yes. But I had, did not play them recently. Yes, so the first one I'm going to talk about is Hansa Teutonica. This one is... By the creator of Gugan. Uh, this is a fairly old game. Uh, the big box just came out, which has all the expansions in the same box. Uh, it is full of Euro brown goodness. Mm-hmm. There, There is nothing pretty about this game. Nope. But it really, really relies on interaction and makes for a really solid game in my opinion. So in this game, on your turn, you can do, you can put cubes out, you can complete routes, or you can take cubes from the general supply, basically, are are the three main actions. Uh, As you're putting cubes out, there are five special buildings on the board. So if you complete routes against those, you can either put a cube out there, on one of the two area or one of the two sides, or you can take stuff off your board to give you better actions mm-hmm. uh, or to make more powerful actions. Uh, one of one of the main ones is it's got action points to it. So you start out, you can put two cubes out. Uh, the more cubes you take off your board, you can get up to about five cubes, I believe. Uh, the main this is Euroe, but the interaction in it is. If I have two of three spots on a route and you have the third one, I can bump you out of there, but it gives you the ability to put that cube somewhere out or on one of the adjacent routes plus another one yeah. out of out of the general supply. So it, it helps you for me to bump you out. So you're trying to get in people's ways. Yeah. And it, it really works in my opinion. I really like the interaction and I like... I like the tightness of this game. Uh, the other aspect of it is that the timing me- mechanic or how it ends is the first person gets to 20 points or no 40 points. And then at that point, the game ends uh, instantly and you do some end game scoring. Uh, in our game, mom sort of ran away with it on us. Yep. Uh, I just didn't get an engine going. You struggled a little bit or didn't, didn't, weren't as enthused with this one. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of this one. I found it boring, to be honest. Yeah? Yeah. I just, like, I could have just been tired at the time, too. But I just, I, it didn't make much sense to me how the game worked. And I, you know, it didn't feel very exciting to me. Okay. I was just putting cubes out. And now, yeah, that's all it felt like to me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, y- there's nothing wrong with the mechanic. 
I don't think. Yeah, and, and take but this with a grain of salt because she doesn't like viticulture either. I do so. not like viticulture. You're correct. <laughs> uh, which I think is a perfectly valid opinion to have. Well, a lot of people in the world would disagree with you. Yeah, but you don't like Pandemic and like one of your favorite designers has it as his number one game. <sighs> That's... So, you know? Yeah, I guess. Okay. So yeah, Hansa Tukanica is the first one we played. As I say, uh, very Euro-y, uh, but interaction for a Euro game. A lot of the time, there is no interaction in most Euro games. Uh, still, no luck in this one. You have full full knowledge of what everybody has, full knowledge of what you can do. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a solid game. Really happy that I was able to get the big box. Looking forward to playing this more. Hopefully, you get something more out of it next time. Uh, second one is another old school game, which is Lords of Waterdeep. Yep. Uh, in this game, it is your traditional worker placement game, uh, where you put stuff, put your workers on the board, take an action. Once you've put your worker on an action space, nobody else can go there. Yeah. Uh, there is no abilities to bump you from a space or from other people to bump you from a space. There are some, uh, some of the intrigue cards allow you to take your workers back. Uh, the big aspects of this one are the intrigue cards, and the uh, quests. So you're trying to get workers to complete quests. And the workers come in one of four colors. Which black, orange, white, and purple. Mm -hmm. uh, we just upgraded those cubes for the water deeples from Broken Tokens. They look like little... They were always called like fighters and magicians and yeah. that type of thing. But now they actually look like that. Yeah, they're shaped meeples. Yeah. Uh same thing this one is based over eight rounds at the end of eight rounds whoever has the most points wins uh you get points by completing quests uh you get points by getting gems which are one victory point each and everybody has a lord that gives them direction of what they need to do during the game to get points like mine was for any quest worth 10 points or more i'd get five bonus points at the end of the nice. game uh, there's one where the more buildings you build, which give you more action spots for people to go to. And if you build a building, you want other people to go to your building because it gives you a bonus for them to use your game or right. your building. Uh, pretty solid game. Like this one I have played, uh, I mean, I played both of them, but this one I've played and I did enjoy it. Uh, despite it being a pretty traditional worker placement, I did still have a good time with it. I think there was enough kind of other stuff to do and there were enough spaces. I never felt like I was stuck. Uh, I like that it's based in the Dungeons & Dragons world. Um, as anybody who's familiar with Dungeons & Dragons probably already knew. But what I find funny, my little story here, is I tried D&D &D for the first time uh, a year ago when we could still do ToonCon. Yep. And they mentioned Waterdeep and I made a joke about this game. Thinking that this that dungeon like D and D was taking a joke about that game, right? Turns out, Water Lords of Waterdeep is from D and D, so it was the opposite from what I thought, which was real great on my part, to be honest. Like, just hand in my geek card right there. Did they shun you at the table? No, they laughed because I mean, they said we're going to Waterdeep, and I'm like, maybe we'll find the Lords of Waterdeep. So you know, I could pass it off as a <laughs> a, a legit joke, right? It's funny, right? Uh, but yeah, no, I, I just had no idea that Lords of Waterdeep was actually based uh, in D&D because I hadn't played it at that point. I just okay. knew of it. Yeah, and if you haven't looked at the box where it say, says uh, Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons, Dragons on yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is a game I do like. I, I do have some issues with the intrigue cards. I find them very swingy. Uh, most of them game breaking. Well, most of them attack each other, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we played a three-player game. Your brother got a quest that made it so we couldn't attack him. So me and your mother, the only people we could attack were each other. So yeah. he sort of got away from us there. Yeah. Uh, and these intrigue cards are played a lot. Uh, there's, it's one, it's the only action space that has multiple places to go and do it. And after you've done that at the end of the round, you get to move those three or any of the workers that are there to another space. Uh, I'm not a big fan of take that. And the intrigue cards are very much take that. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I do enjoy playing the game. Uh, I have won it in the past, but I got slaughtered this time. <laughs> uh, and maybe, maybe I just wasn't in it that day. But it, yeah, the, the cards bothered me more this past time than they have in the past. Yeah. Okay, that is what we've been playing. Uh, we are born in the air, we are on CFCR, and we will be getting into the news, and... Anything interesting this week? I have been recording news from Twitter all week. Wow, you're, you're prepared. Just so I have stuff to write about. Not that last week I... Talk about. Not that last week I completely winged it and hoped for the best. Yep. Uh, so... Uh, one of the big news for me, personally, is Clank and Space is getting another expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like Clank and Space a lot. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, this one is more based on the uh, the Clank expansions, where it's more a board and a little bit, or smaller expansion. You're not getting a whole bunch of cards and stuff like the first two expansions for Clank and Space. Uh, they've done two or three of these for the original Clank, and I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. Asmodee has bought another board game company. Oh, wow. We're getting a monopoly in the uh, board game group here. They have been doing this for a number of years. Uh, This one they bought was Plan B Games. Oh. Those are the ones of Azul Mm -hmm. and the Century Games, Mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of funny because they bought another board game company and the owner of that company split off and started Plan B Games right away. Oh, no. So this time they bought it and have paid him to stay on this time. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, can you imagine, like, you, you you get a company up there and then it gets bought. And you're like, never mind, I'm going to do a different company. Yeah. Get your company up there to be popular enough and then they buy you again. It's like, well, ah. In, in the business world, this isn't uncommon to start a company, get it to a point where it's profitable, sell it, make money, get out. Yeah. Right? And not that that's what this guy is doing, but sort of looks that way a little bit yeah but they've asked him to stay on he's done a good job with plan b and, well, and they make a like, lot of good games like azul uh with like award-winning game all of the centuries are very popular so yeah. it's actually a game company i recognize well they do a lot of <laughs> gateway games right yeah. there are a lot of a lot of games that people can enter at a beginner level and do well with yeah yeah uh marvel united Mm-hmm. Which is a Simon come on game is getting the X Men. Oh, uh, cool. big Kickstarter. I don't think it's all delivered yet. I think the base game's out, but not all the expansions yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a Kickstarter coming with the X Men. 
Uh, Lords or Lost Ruins of Arnak. Yeah. Uh, one of the big games at the end of the last year, one that we really, really, really enjoyed. Yep. Uh, is getting an expansion this year. Oh, cool. Uh, it's supposed to be out, I believe, this summer already. Uh, so curious. I, it No information on it whatsoever. But, you know, it's a game that we really yeah, appreciate. I'm, I'm interested to see because one of my complaints about Lost Ruins was um, not having enough places to go or not having enough workers type thing. I'm interested to see what this adds because sometimes they add more workers. Sometimes they add extra spaces. Yeah, it'll be curious. Maybe a third or a fourth worker or something. That'd be nice. Yeah, and uh, Board and Dice is bringing out a game in the world of Teotihuacan. And this one is called Founders of Teotihuacan, and it's Tile Lane. Cool. Uh, A little bit different. It's not from the maker of Teotihuacan, as far as I know. But I like Tile Lane, so I'm curious. And Board and Dice does a good job with their games. So that is the news excellent so this gives us lots of time to cover yeah we got we have more time to discuss our main topic because i didn't play any games okay so we are talking about games with multiple editions yes uh so this may be where they've just redone it Mm -hmm. it's been uh licensed to a new publisher they did a new new edition uh just going through the different ideas behind this, thoughts, yeah. things we like about it, things we don't like about it. Uh, things I don't like is if it's a game I like, I'm going to want to get the new edition. Yeah, you don't like it because it's hard on your wallet. <laughs> it's harder on my wallet. So Great Western Trail uh-huh. is getting a new edition this year. I'm going to be sorely tempted to buy that new edition. What are they changing in a new edition of Great Western Trail? They're changing the art, I think. Well, I don't know if you need to buy that one then. Yeah, that that one will be easier unless they put new stuff in it. Yeah, because it, like, it's not great art, but it's also not terrible art. Yeah. Um, uh, an example of that is Kingsburg, where they mm-hmm. brought out a second edition, changed the art, but they put in all the expansions. Yeah. And added some new expansions. Worth it. So we bought that, sold the old one. Uh, Uh, Carpe Diem is another one, right? Carpe Diem is another one that has a new edition out. Actually, a third edition. Oh. (laughs) This game is like two years old or two and a half years old, and it's on its third edition. It's only two and a half years old? It looks ugly enough to be a 90s game. Yeah. Yeah. It's been bashed numerous times on its looks. Yeah. Uh, First time it came out is the edition we have. The backs of the tiles are so close that you really have to hold them up under good light to figure out which is the light green and which is the dark green. Yeah, they're really bad. Second edition fixed it a little bit. Uh Still not great. And the new edition came out and they're white and black. Oh, good. Good. Much (laughs) better. So it's much easier to tell. Yeah. Uh, So those are when they're changing it for the better. Like there's been minor, minor rule changes to carpe diem but you know instead of using the star pattern it's you can go right or left yeah a lot of the times i see new additions that come out uh and i mean you you started this by saying the ones things you don't like yeah but you know a lot of these games do come out with new additions i'd say mainly for the artwork like and i guess this is mainly because we have a lot of steffenfeld games yeah which are always brown um, yes. They're very brown, and so they tend to come out with new additions to make them more colorful. Yeah. Uh, make them nicer to look at. 
so that, and, and you know, I have no issues with that. I agree though, it is uh, hard when you own them and then you're like, well, now I want the new one, but how am I going to get rid of this game? Well, and then there was, you know, something like Castles of Burgundy, as you yeah. mentioned, they brought out a new edition. It's, it's the 10th anniversary edition, but it's the complete edition, right? Yeah. Like there's everything in it. They didn't deluxify it by any means, yeah. but you get all the expansions in that box. When we played it, I knew it was coming already. So I had to wait for that game to come out because I wasn't going to buy the original edition yeah. to replace it for that because it would have been more expensive. Yeah. Uh, uh, what about things like Twilight Imperium? Because when I think editions, right? Yeah. I mean, the fourth edition of Twilight Imperium, everybody raved about it when it came out versus the third edition. And I, don't even, I haven't even heard anything about the first and second. Yeah. It... But like, what did they do to it? Like, I know they made it nicer, but were there rule changes to it? Well, it's always been a nice game. What they've done from what everything I've read from the first to the second to the third to now the fourth edition is streamlined it. Mm -hmm. They made it easier to play. They've got rid of a lot of the fiddliness and they made it a better game, yeah. right? This is one where they've gone back on the rules and, and taken out stuff that they thought would work at the time, but doesn't. Yeah. Right? Is what I've noticed on that one. Like, you know, that's a prime example of a game where a new edition comes out, nobody plays the old one, right? Yeah. You can't even sell the old one anymore because nobody wants it because the fourth edition is that much better. Yeah. Uh, game like Fury of Dracula, mm -hmm. where they're on their fourth edition, people are still playing the first and second edition and third edition. So, that's one where they have revisited the rules, they have changed it, but people still like some of the older ones, right? Yeah. It's not that the game was broken, not that Twilight Imperium was broken, but, you know, people were okay with how it was played. Yeah. So they just kept their old edition instead of upgrading. Yeah. Uh, Brass is one we've actually talked about before because we own the new versions. Yes. Uh, they were, you were, you, I think you told me about this, it was a decent game somebody else bought them they reprinted it but with like a new design on it right? yeah so currently you could buy brass lancashire and brass birmingham yeah brass lancashire is the original game yeah uh, which was just called brass it was really 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 ugly like this <laughs> this this made steffenfeld games look beautiful yeah. uh Roxley Games out of Calgary got the license, redid Lancashire, gorgeous art, mm -hmm. uh, gorgeous, just a gorgeous production. And then they looked at the game and redid it under Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, everybody really likes Birmingham. I've played both. Both have a place in our gaming shelf. Uh, I like Birmingham better, but Lancashire is still a solid game. Yeah. But they, they mainly redid the artwork on the it. Art for was Lancashire, the, for sure. For Lancashire, is mostly art, yeah. Yeah. Another one of those, yeah. A lot of them, it's just artwork. They're like, hey, we put this game out and we discovered it's a good game, but people keep saying it's ugly. Uh, yeah. What are they going to do that to Viticulture? <sighs> Viticulture is on its second edition. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. darn. So we have the Essential Edition. Mm -hmm. uh, the original was Viticulture and Tuscany were two separate games. Yeah. Uh, they took a bunch of Tuscany and put it into Viticulture. 
for the Essential Edition. Yeah. And then re-released uh, the Tuscany expansion, but it was much smaller this time. Right. Uh, just, he he revisits his games. Uh, Stegmaier has been known to do that on a lot of his games, is he keeps looking at the games and making changes to them. Yeah. Or like in Scythe, it's you can play this faction, but not with this board, right? It's, yeah. It's something he revisits regularly. So I guess the real question would be then, do we think it's worth it? I mean, you could argue for the rules it is worth it, right? Like the Twilight Imperiums, the ones where they are like, let's make these rules a little bit better. Um, but especially for the artwork ones. Like, is it really worth it? It... it- to me, it's really hard to upgrade a game for artwork. Yeah. All right. If, if the game is the exact same that it was previously, I, I'm going to have a hard time buying that new edition unless, you know, maybe, yeah, I, I can't think of it. They have to sell a... it to me as like, yeah. like you said, for uh, Castles of Burgundy, the 10th anniversary edition, yeah. right? You know, if we had the old one for a while and then that one came out, I would probably have bought it, right? Yeah. Um, because they also included the expansions. Uh, but I would probably agree. I don't know if I would get a game, a, a second edition of a game purely because they made it more colorful. Yeah. Um, unless it's a game I love, right? For sure. And it, maybe for Carpe Diem, it might be worth it because those tiles are a pain to tell apart, right? They are. And like, <laughs> well, plus it has the number five on it. So oh, it goes right. with Tuscany... Vegas. You mean those games that aren't together right now? Yes, that should be on the same shelf. Well, together. you're the one who said we do it alphabetically. I know. And by player count. Yes. Uh, you know, what about editions where they bring... So, this is a game we talked about recently. Suburbia. Right. There's a first edition. Yep. They brought out the collector's edition, which is this monstrosity of a game. Huge. Now they're bringing out a second edition... Of the base game, is this just a cash grab? Probably. (laughs) It just it makes no sense to me that you have the base game, a collector's edition, and now a second edition of the base game. It it is weird because I mean, so Everdell, right? We talked about how they came out with the collector's box, right? Yes. Or I should say the complete edition. I think is what they're calling it. Yeah. Um, but they're coming out with that with the new the two new expansions. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like they're remaking the game. They're just putting it all together, right? Uh, in the collector's box. Yeah. Which I think is fine. We've talked about that a lot of places. A lot of games do that. Um, but I do think <laughs> doing like a collector's edition and then saying, "Well, now we're gonna make a slightly nicer first edition." It's like, well, what if I already bought the collector's one? Yeah. Like why? What's the point? Well, right? and and yeah, I'm trying to wonder, or I'm trying to figure out who this is directed at. I, I yeah. guess it's trying to bring new people to. the I game. would say it's probably people who maybe like the game, don't want to spend the money on the collector's edition, um, and it's a new version. But it yeah. seems weird. It seems like unless they're doing something major to it, why not just keep reprinting the original version, right? Yeah. Why? Well, so there's a prime example is Gaia Project. I, yeah. I just got Gaia Project. Yeah. For a really good price, because a new edition has come out, because they've switched publishers. Ah. They are not changing the game at all, 
So why would I pay more if I can get the old edition for yeah. half price? Absolutely, right? yeah. <laughs> so there is some benefits to the switching of these editions and stuff like that. Yeah. I have a question for you, and this yeah. is still on the editions. Um, would you say Jaws of the Lion is a is a different edition of Gloomhaven? No. No? Because no. I wouldn't call it an expansion. It, it's a standalone game. It's a standalone it, game? In, in okay. my opinion. me. This is one that came up upstairs when me and your mom were talking about the topic. Because uh, I, I, I say it's it's standalone and mom thinks it's just a different edition of Gloomhaven to get you into the game. Yeah, like I could almost call it uh, an edition of it. A prequel? Yeah. Like it, it is a standalone game, but I could also, because it is still called Gloomhaven, I could almost call it an edition of Gloomhaven that they looked at the game, they reworked it to make it easier for people to get into it, right? Yeah. And then put it out. Now, it's not the same as Twilight, where what they did was streamlined it and then replaced the game. It's one that you you basically play before or with Gloomhaven. Yeah. Um, but I was just curious, looking at it, what your opinion on that one was. Because that is yeah, an I, extreme version of the looking at the game, right? Yeah, I, I really see it as its own, own game. And it's really the first game. If he would have brought that out, as big as Gloomhaven was, I think it would have been bigger. Uh, mainly because he put it in mainstream as well. Like he put it in Target yeah. down in the States. So yeah. you didn't have to go to a friendly local game store to find this game. Yeah. Here we did because we don't have Target. We don't have Target. So yeah, I, I see it as its own thing. Uh, so yeah, I guess, <laughs> you know, with these multiple editions where they just change the art, I think that's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they bring out a, you know, a big box edition. I think that's pretty good. I still get stuck with a base game that I have to sell or a base game with... If, if I have the expansions, I'm not going to buy the big box, right? Yeah. A, a prime example of this is uh, Raiders of Scythia. Mm -hmm. they, they basically put all both expansions into Raiders of the North Sea, but made it its own game and wrecked the art. Hmm. You know, so I won't buy that because yeah. I have both expansions. I have the base game and I like the art in the base game. Yeah. Right. People have, some people have said it is a better game, but I just can't yeah, take the art. Enough. Right. You know, I, I like big box editions, but if I have all the expansions, I'm not going to yeah. buy a big box. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I was lucky with Everdell where they put out just the big box. They didn't yes. make me buy the base game again plus the three expansions i already own i just bought the two expansions and the big box right yeah and paladins i was able to get the big box with yeah. the expansion and everything goes into it right and they did the same th same thing with raiders of the north sea they just sold a big box yeah right you didn't have to buy the game or anything with it uh i guess where were they collector's editions yeah okay so <laughs> uh tasty minstrel games is infamous for this where they have a base game and they have a collector's edition it's really hard to play their base games if you've played the collector's edition it's like getting the kickstarter version versus the non-kickstarter yeah and, and and really that is what it is right so having those retail versions floating around hurts retailers yeah. right because people don't want that edition they want the collector's edition because it wasn't that much more yeah in, in my opinion uh, so that's that's another multiple editions type thing. They can make them bad too. Remember the uh, the Ticket to Ride? 
was it the 15th anniversary the that 15th edition? anniversary they put a sleeve and translucent trains yeah but the 10th anniversary was gorgeous apparently yeah 10th anniversary was gorgeous and the 10th anniversary for europe is supposed to be fairly nice as well nice uh, i don't think it's from what i've looked at i don't think it's as nice but it's still decent yeah okay i'm david and i'm shay and you've been listening to Bar on the air on cfcr we will talk to you next week have a good night